0: From Murphy to Mantio, extraordinary athletes, coaches, administrators, and contributors have impacted the North Carolina sports landscape. For some, their talents left an indelible mark. So much so, they are enshrined in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. It's time to chat with one of those Hall of Famers who dared to be as tall and stately as our Longleaf Pines. Here is your host of 15 Minutes of Fame, Chris Edwards. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fame. I'm Chris Edwards. Today on the podcast, we visit with Wilmington native and 1971 North Carolina Sports Hall of Famer Roman Gabriel. Roman, who was a two-time ACC football player of the year at NC State in 1960 and 1961, went on to enjoy a phenomenal NFL career, primarily with the Philadelphia Eagles in 1973, where he was named the NFL's comeback player of the year. He retired after the 1977 season with more than 29,000 passing yards, and he's a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. We visit this week with North Carolina Sports Hall of Famer, Roman Gabriel. Roman, thanks so much for the time, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, Chris, I'm glad you said 15 minutes. That's about all the fame I have, about 15
0: minutes. (laughs) uh, That's not true. Let's start here. Uh, You're born in Wilmington, went to New Hanover High School, obviously a great football career. Where did your love for the game of football start?
1: You know, interest you asked that, because actually I grew up uh, wanting to be a baseball player. And then basketball was my second love. And it just happened that when I got the state, that all changed because I started getting I started getting notices from NFL teams about the possibility of signing the play. But you know, in high school, we won three state championships in basketball and two in baseball. And we never won one in football, but we were runner-ups twice. Wow.
0: <clears throat> well, obviously, you went to NC State, had a great career at NC State. Is there a game or a moment, Roman, from your time with the Wolfpack that stands out to you?
1: Well, I would say there's several because I'm sure that some of the old-time NC State fans remember. Back when we played, you only played like four home games, and the rest were on the road. And one year, we went to UCLA, then the Arizona State. Alabama, who was ranked number one in the country, Mississippi Southern, Wyoming. And I would say that that trip, because I don't know how many young kids at, at that time were able to go to those kind of places. And and Coach Edwards was smart, because he knew we couldn't survive a football program without going out and playing teams like that to get some money. In fact, because of that, we've got... Uh, the new stadium there in Raleigh.
0: Why NC State though, Roman? I mean, obviously you, you had a great career there, but what was it about NC State that attracted you the most?
1: Well, you know, I really enjoyed thinking about going to Notre Dame, but it was too far to thumb. I didn't have a car at the time, and NC State. There are several of the guys that I grew up uh, going to high school with. It were there were a couple on the on the baseball team at state, and and it was closer for me to thumb back and forth to Wilmington to back and forth. So, and then. NC State was the kind of school that I enjoyed and in those days you could come to school comfortable with shorts and you know you you didn't need much because my family didn't have a lot of money and my father was a cook and waiter on the Atlantic Coast Line Railroad so I just uh, enjoyed the fact that I have the opportunity to get back and forth on the weekends to get home and NC State did have the kind of uh, prep work that I wanted to, to have and and because of the education I got there, I was able to go on after retiring from football and and do things that I wanted to
0: do. Let's talk about your football career in the NFL for a second. You, number, 1962, you're the number two pick in the NFL draft by the Rams. In the AFL draft, you're the number one pick by the Raiders. But what do you remember about draft day?
1: I remember that Elroy Hirsch, who was the uh, general manager and a Hall of Fame receiver that, for the Rams, uh, came to see me in Raleigh. and. And those days, you didn't have an agent, so I'd ask Coach Edwards, who, of course, was my coach and a friend, if he would represent me and come with me to the old Sir Walter Raleigh Hotel where we met with uh, Elroy, and we talked about what they would do. And they ended ended up offering me, with my coach's help, a $5,000 bonus and a three-year unguaranteed contract for $15,000 a year. And, of course, that was more money than I'd ever had in my life. And then lo and behold, while we were there, Elroy got a call from the Raiders who were trying to get me at the time, too. And they were going to offer me more money. But Elroy acted like he was me. See, people don't know this part of the story. And so I'd already decided to stand with the Rams. And that was fine with me because it ended up okay. (laughs)
0: I think it turned out all right. You had a great career, 1969 NFL MVP, four-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, the 1973 Comeback Player of the Year. All those accomplishments, everything that you accomplished in your professional career, what are you most proud of now when you look back on your time playing professional football?
1: I would say when I got traded to the Eagles, the owner of the Eagles, Leonard Toast, started a foundation called Eagles Fly for Leukemia, in which we, as a football team, went to work to raise money to help fund a new wing on children's Hospital in Philadelphia for research for leukemia. We raised enough money by passing the hat the first year in one of our games, and that's how we I think we raised like around five hundred thousand dollars at one of our games and then the next year we got the um McDonald's in, involved and I don't know if you recall Chris the green shakes that used to get from mm-hmm. McDonald's yeah oh yeah. Well, they that's how they pitched in. For every green shake, a certain amount of money was put in the Eagles fly for leukemia. that went directly to uh, Children's Hospital for leukemia research and to help build a new wing. And through all that, we as the Eagles football team, we built the first Ronald McDonald house in the United States in Philadelphia. And then, of course, you know the history now of how that spread. I would say that was probably one of the most
0: interesting things in my career. What about on the field? It was Is there a game that you played professionally, whether you played for the Eagles or the Rams during your playing career? Is there one game that stands out that you're like, man, that, that was so much fun or that was the best game I ever had?
1: Well, I would say going back to state, we played the University of South Carolina and their coach, their quarterback was Dan Reeves, who became a great player for the Cowboys. And as you well know, he coached, he went on, he went into coaching Denver and had a great career and God bless his soul. Dan's gone. He's passed away, but they had their quarterback and, and uh, the coach for South Carolina at the time, I cannot, I forgot what his name is, but he said his quarterback was better than me and we were supposed to play them at one o'clock, but Carolina was playing Duke at one. So our game was moved to ten thirty in the morning. I don't know how many games they're played in the morning, but we played South Carolina, beat them pretty soundly. And I had a, a pretty good day. And, I think I was chosen back of the week after that game.
0: Uh, a lot of people may not know this, Roman, but you acted for a little while uh, after your playing career was done, even while you were a player. I mean, you were on a bunch of different shows and some scenes. Is there a show or maybe an actor an actress that you got to work with that that you can recall and, and talk to us about a little bit? Well,
1: The Undefeated with John Wayne, I had a pretty big part in it. I, play, I played his adopted son. I was his adopted son, an Indian, and I got to know John Wayne a little bit, Not I wouldn't say a whole lot, but he's one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. He was a very patriotic man, and he ran his life a lot like I've run mine. The most important people in my life, of course, are my family, my friends, come next. And he, if you watch his movies, you'll notice that most of all his movies, he had the same people in his movies because he always took care of his friends. And then I would say the next I did Wonder Woman with, uh, oh, gosh, forget her name but she was quite a lady. And then I went to Vietnam with Bob Hope. He was just like John Wayne, a true patriot. And then I met Arnold Palmer. And those three really stand out in my mind because they were such great patriots and always took time for their fans. Like John Wayne, if if he didn't have to sign your autograph, he had a card that said the Duke, and he'd pass that card out to the fans and I never saw Bob Hope turn down an autograph, and Arnold Palmer's never turned down an autograph. Three great people.
0: You were the first NFL quarterback, Roman, of Filipino-American descent. As you think back on that, how much pride does that give you and what you were able to do to, to kind of pave the way for so many other people to play football?
1: Well, when I think back, just the fact that a young Filipino, I recall my mom was Irish, but a young Filipino kid, Irish kid, coming from this, Wilmington, North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, Having to live his dreams and and getting the really almost accomplish all the goals that I set for myself and and how outstanding that's been and knowing that a lot of a lot of the people and emails that I get are from Filipino young Filipino athletes that had followed my have followed my career and, and found out about me and as a result they've decided to, to go into sports so it's it's tremendous pride that I have in knowing that I represented my race very well and. And that my dad, being my hero, was just an unbelievable man. And my mom put up with me because <laughs> I was always, if I wasn't playing organized sports, I was playing satellite ball. I spent all my time playing sports at my young young age.
0: I'm curious, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, as football has grown in popularity across our country, and obviously the Eagles are having a great year, the Rams have had a lot of success. When you look at football now, what's the biggest change you see in the game and the way it's played now versus when you were a player?
1: Well, there are too many rules. <laughs> see, <you're, laughs> Football is supposed to be a team effort, but now they're trying to make quarterback sissies, because they make more money, but everybody's making money nowadays, and I don't hold that against them because the owners make a lot of money. But quarterbacks still should have to play the way it was back when Unitas and Bart Starr and Joe Namath and guys like that, and the way, way we had to play it. You know, we couldn't. You couldn't throw the ball out of bounds to keep from getting hit. If you did, you got penalized. And heck, I can remember getting hit hit out of bounds, no penalties. Very you weren't protected. And the best basic thing though is the the doctors and the trainers and the kind of operations they give young guys now, it's easier for them to return to active duty, whereas in our day, it was a little different.
0: It's amazing how how much the game has changed and how quickly the game has changed, too, over the years. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you were talking about this, and now we're, what, 30 years removed, and the game has just played at a totally different speed than what it was. I know.
1: Now, if you don't throw the ball 50 times in the game, you had not thrown it enough. (laughs) I I can remember... If we threw the ball 20, 25 times because I called on plays, I'd catch hell. Well, you know, throwing the ball so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just turn around and hand it off, right?
1: That's right. <laughs> and throw in third and not long.
0: Uh, for you to be inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, what, what did that honor mean to you?
1: Well, see, the most, a lot of people ask me, and and the, uh, Vinny Sheehan, I don't know if you know Vinny Sheehan, he's a graduate of state, and he, a couple of years ago, he started a a blog trying to get me in the hall of the NFL Hall of Fame. But what people don't realize is that what's special to me is the fact that my school thought enough of me to put me in their Hall of Fame, and my hometown of Wilmington thought enough of me to put me in their Hall of Fame and to make me one of the first recipients of the Wilmington Walk of Fame, and then the Collegiate Hall of Fame. And and then, I don't know, Chris, have you ever hung out at the players retreat there in Raleigh, mm-hmm. right across from State? Yes, sir. Well, you know they have a Hall of Fame. Because I when I was at State, most of your football players and athletes, that's what the spot we hung out to have lunch or, or to have a toddy or whatever. <laughs> but they have a Hall of Fame, and I'm proud to be in their Hall of Fame because I know how many great NCC athletes have passed
0: through that place. Absolutely. I'll let you go with this thought, Roman, and, and I appreciate the time. If you could kind of go back in your memory bank, and let's say there's you could meet – Eight-year-old Roman Gabriel, what would be your advice to eight-year-old you now at this point in your life?
1: Well, I would say first and foremost, much like me, I, I shouldn't say do it like me, but do it like you're meant to do it. Because we're very fortunate; God gave each other, each one of us certain ability. Stay close to the Lord, because there's so many great things about the Bible. Because every morning when I get up, I try to spend some time, and and I found that uh, one of the things I enjoy about what I've learned. From Over the years, of course, I've gotten much stronger in my old mature age. There's an old saying, as a man thinks he is. So if you think you can, you can. And there's some things that stand out to me, too, about how like uh, my high school coach, who was my best coach that I ever had, he always said that it's not whether you win or lose, but it's how much you enjoy preparing to be the best you can. Because if you do that, Everything you accomplish as an athlete will carry over in your regular life, and you'll learn to have more fun and happiness. And then when I got pro high college, uh, Earl Edwards was always about education. The smarter you are, the less you have to think. And most great athletes don't think they react, so I never forgot that. And, and Coach George Allen, who was one of my great coaches, especially professional football, he always says a man or woman without problems is dead. So be thankful if you have a problem because a problem is a challenge waiting to be solved. So I guess basically what I'm saying, Chris, is that if you think you can, you can. And if you don't think you can't, you can't. And always eliminate the posterity because losers say I can't. Winners always find a way to get it done. You might not get it done today, but you can tomorrow. So you can do what you want to do. You work hard. Don't surrender.
0: That's a perfect place to stop this. Roman, thank you so much for the time, and thanks for what you do for the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame.
1: Hey, Chris, thank you for taking the time to interview this old goat. I appreciate it very much.
0: Thanks to Roman for his time, and thanks to you for listening to this episode of 15 Minutes of Fame. For the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, I'm Chris Edwards.